0: All right, 2 Timothy chapter 1, this morning, this is Father's Day, and um, you know, I, I, I pastored for 35 years, four, four churches over 35 years, and um, um, yeah, how many in 35 years, you preach preached a lot of Father's Day messages, right? Yeah. Well, this is a new one. I, I've never preached this one before, so, uh, um, and afterwards you may say, well, Maybe never again, you know. I kind of think so. There we are. All right. Uh, so let's let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word this morning. I, I thank you, God, for for your people today, and I thank you for your word, and I thank you especially for dads today. And I pray blessing on every dad represented here today. And I, I pray God that you will use this message in all of our lives, men, women, young people, all of us, Lord, uh, speak to us today by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Right. Second, P- uh, Second Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 3, I thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, the faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. Second Timothy are powerful words. They're emotional words. They are the last words. These, this is kind of, Paul's last word in testament. This is this is he knows he's dying, and I'm i going to walk through that a little bit so you, you know contextually what's happening here. But 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 um uh so so when you read Second Timothy, you've got to you've got to read it with the background of understanding that these the, he he isn't just doing a, a letter uh, and talking about details. This is this is Paul opening his heart. This is Paul's last words. These are these are very emotional words. It's like you're you're on your deathbed and you're going to write your last words to your kids. That's exactly what's happening here. So <clears throat> Paul uh, experienced imprisonment first time. We see it in Acts chapter 28. It was um, it was his first experience of long-term imprisonment. He'd been in jail before, you, you know, Paul and Silas, that kind of thing that we. We, we see in the scripture. But this is the first time that we see him experiencing long-term imprisonment. But he, he, he enjoys comparative freedom um, during this time. It's a time of house arrest. Um, and amazingly, he's released from, from prison after two years. And so for three years after he is released from prison, Paul travels in, 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 in extended ministry again. He goes to Crete where, where, where he leaves Titus in Crete. And, and we know that from Titus chapter 1 and verse 5 to, to minister in Crete. He goes to Ephesus. He's got Timothy with him. He le- leaves Timothy there. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. And then he goes to Colossae. And there, there he, he finds his good, good friend Philemon and, uh, and spends some time with him. Macedonia and Philippi is his next place on, on his journey. And, and in, in, in Philippi, he writes 1st, 1st Timothy, to Timothy uh, in Ephesus. And he writes Titus to Titus, who is ministering in Crete. There, from there he goes, uh, he winters in Nicopolis, and, and, and according to Romans 15, he maybe even went as far as Spain during this period of time. He travels back to Ephesus, and then he ends up in Troas, where, where he stays with his good buddy, Carpus. And, 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 and what happened in Troas? We don't know for sure exactly what happened. The scripture doesn't identify exactly what happened but but he is quickly re, re arrested He is he is arrested so fast he doesn't even have time to take his coat. You know, let alone his books. Later on in prison 2 Timothy 4 verse 13, he asks that they might bring his coat and his books to him. And 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 so now uh uh, Paul is in is is in prison again, and that's when he's writing Second Timothy. He's he's held in a dark dungeon called the Mamertine Prison in Rome. Uh, there's a hole in the ceiling for light and and ventilation. He uh, he's he's isolated. Uh, Onesiphorus, his good friend, uh, finally finds him after searching for him for a long time. Second Timothy one verse sixteen and seventeen reveals that Paul is chained this time. Um, he's cold. He's he's lonely. He's bored. Um, he's already gone through a preliminary hearing. In fact, in 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 Second uh, Timothy four verse sixteen and seventeen, he says that in that first hearing, uh, no one stood with him. He was there only alone. The Lord stood with him, and and uh, and he actually says, uh, "Let me read it to you." He says, um, "At my first event." no one came to stand by me but all deserted me may it not be charged against them but the lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the gentiles may hear it so i was rescued from the lion's mouth so so at that moment you know he thought he was going to be thrown to the lions well that didn't happen you know so he was rescued from the lion's mouth at that point but 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 he has already gone through this his preliminary hearing and now uh, he is awaiting his final hearing and he senses that his end is near. And it's in this context that we hear him writing in, in, in 2 Timothy 4, verses 6 and 7, I'm already poured out as a drink offering. The time of my departure has come. I, fight the, I, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but, but, to, uh, but also to all those who have loved his appearing. And, and, and so Paul knows that his end is near. And, and usually uh, the end meant beheading three miles outside of the city of Rome on the Ostian Way is where they normally uh, uh, beheaded people. And, and, and to our knowledge, that's probably how, how Paul died. Now, so uh, he, here Second Timothy is, is, is not a scholastic text Uh, 2 Timothy is raw emotional text, okay? Uh, So so Paul is speaking in a totally different context. 2 Timothy chapter 1, we see him speaking to Timothy as a father would speak to a son. Um, Very possibly, uh, uh, Paul was the father that Timothy never had. How many of you uh, were raised without a real dad? Okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a number of you that that can relate to that, and, and those of you that heard my story last night knew that that was my experience as well. And so, and and so, Paul uh, uh, speaks here like a real father, and 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 he'd been in this relationship for Timothy with Timothy for a long time. Uh, it all started back in Acts chapter 16, and 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 so for a period of probably 15 years. Maybe maybe bring me down. Am, am, am I a little loud? Yeah, okay. Bring bring me down sideways. I I Some some people need a lot of reinforcement. I need just a very little. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So 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 Paul Paul here it, it has has been in this long-term relationship with with Timothy for 15 years. Uh, Timothy no longer is such a young man anymore. He probably uh, when when he first started with, with Paul, was, he was probably about 20. So now, now Timothy's probably about 35 years of age. All right. So so uh still a fairly young man, but but they've been in relationship for a long time. And and Paul begins in verse 3 by saying something to Timothy as a father. He says, I remember you continually in my prayers. And I would say to, to those of you that are dads, but also to all of us. One of the greatest ministries we all have is intercessory prayer. And intercessory prayer is what? It's praying for somebody else. It's interceding to God on the behalf of somebody else. You know, now, now, you know, we got needs and and so often, and it's so easy to become, uh, you know, egocentric you know where it's all about me it's all about my needs it's all about what I'm going through it's all about you know so when we pray we pray about our stuff and and you should pray about your stuff but but you know whether you're a dad or a mom or 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 maybe you're just a single person doesn't make any difference the reality is is that on a daily basis there should be people beyond yourself that you're praying for and if you are a father if you are a father I want to encourage you today that one of your greatest ministries to your children, I don't care if they're little or if they're big. <laughs> Mine are big. Mine are, let's see, my daughter is 39. I've got a, a son 36 and a son 34. Just just when, when when Pastor Rob picked me up, I was still on the phone talking to my youngest son this morning, lives in Kansas City. So, you know, um, it, But but I pretty well... There's hardly ever a day that goes by without my spending time intentionally praying for my kids. If you are not praying for your kids, you are missing out on you see you are you are a covering. You are a spiritual umbrella. You have power in prayer that is unique as as a dad and as a mom you know but this is father's day so we're talking to dad's day but there's 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 that area of uh, of 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 un, unusual power i mean i mean other people are praying for your kids i hope as well but the reality if nobody in the world is praying for your kids you should be if no one else is hearing you uh uh their name in heaven their name should be be responded to in heaven on a regular basis. You know, I I got my daughters in Seattle and got two grandkids there. I got a son in Scotland uh, with with three three of our grandkids are there. He's working on his PhD. I got another son in 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 Kansas City who's who uh, works for the University of Phoenix and he's got two master's degrees and and um, he's taking his time as far as a girl. And now it looks like there's maybe a young lady in his life and we're you know praying praying about that praying about our grandkids in Scotland praying about our kids in Seattle grandkids in Seattle you know and, and so it it's it's up to you i want to i want to give you a a mantle like like elisha uh, received the mantle from elijah i, I want to put a mantle of prayer on you today you say well what can i do you can pray you can pray for your kids. And, and, and Paul recognized the power of prayer. He says, I, I remember you constantly in my prayers. Here, just last week, uh, before, our, before I came here, I, 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 um, we live in Seattle, and, and, and years ago, back in 1971, I, I worked as a youth pastor in a little church up in Ferndale, Washington, just up by the Canadian border. And I worked with a pastor at that time, who was in his fifties, um, late fifties at that point, and and his name was Cornelius Wrenches. He's a good Dutchman, and wonderful man of God, and and he became the dad I never had, okay. And 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 we've been in connection ever since. I was just to see him, last week, and 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 Cornelius Wrenches is now a hundred years old, you know, hundred years old, you know, uh, and. and um, and I sat down and talked with him. He's still very bright in his mind. He's still pretty strong in his body too, and, and wonderful man of God, positive guy. You know, doesn't talk negatively about people. Uh, loves God. You know, wonder. And but but every time, every time I uh, go to see him, he ends the conversation. I usually end the conversation by kneeling by him and having him lay his hand on me. And pray for me. <laughs> but every time I go see him, he looks me in the eye and he says, Dave, I want you to know I pray for you and Colin you and get your kids every day. Powerful. <laughs> you, you think that means something to me? <laughs> yeah. At 100 years old, he's, he's still saying, hey, I got something to do here, and I'm not the only one that he's praying for. He's got this list of people all over the world he prays for, ministers. you know. So, Dad, you've got a ministry that's significant. I remember you constantly in my prayers. And then verse 4, he talks about, um, uh, this is what he says in, in 2 Timothy 1, verse 4. As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. You know, um, we all know kids need correction. Huh? Right? Kids do need correction. And they need direction sometimes. And they need counsel and all of that's important. But you know more than anything else what your kids need? They need to know that you, that you so appreciate them and that you so love them and that you so look forward to spending time with them with joy. That they're not a burden to you. It's not like just get out of my way. You know, you're just ah. But I I enjoy spending time with you. I look forward to spending time with you with joy. And we see it later on. Chapter 4. He says, he says, he says, Timothy, come as soon as you can. <laughs> come as soon as you can. So so there's there's this issue about 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 relationship. And 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 Paul truly loved Timothy. He truly loved Timothy. And, and, and you might say, well, you know, what is love? Well, you know, some, sometime back, I did a marriage retreat. I, I haven't done too many marriage retreats, but I did a marriage retreat. And, and so I, I went through 1 Corinthians 13. And I thought, you know, I'm going to do a word study on 1 Corinthians 13, on, on every one of the words that, that, that Paul talks about there in 1st Corinthians 13 and and as i was going through that i um uh, i i i just began to see something that i i really hadn't seen before um uh, let me just read the first few verses if i speak in the tongues of men and angels that have not love noisy gong clanging symbol if i have prophetic powers understand all mysteries and knowledge if i have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love i'm nothing if i give away all that i have and if i deliver up my body to be burned but have not love i gain nothing okay so so paul, paul here is saying saying uh you know you can you can you can operate in spiritual gifts but if you don't have love if you don't have love, if 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 you have prophetic powers, if you understand all mysteries, and you have all knowledge, if you have all faith to move mountains, but but you don't have love, what does he say? You uh, actually, there he says you are nothing. So 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 at first he says he's talking about who you are, you know. And sometimes we identify ourselves with our giftings and our callings or 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 our strengths, huh? and and Paul says Paul says here I don't care I don't care how gifted you are if you don't have love you really aren't anything you know and then then he says if if you if i give away all i have and and even if i give my body to be burned as a martyr but but have love i gain nothing <laughs> you know and then, then he begins this whole list. Okay, love is all right. Uh, but what I noticed is that most of what Paul says is what love isn't. <laughs> he has all these different things that love isn't, but he only says that two things that love is. And you guys, us guys, how many like simple? You like simple? I like simple. And 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 and, and Paul is simple here on what love is. And you know, it's convicted me, but it's held me to a standard, you know, uh, a high standard. My my son was the other day talking about this guy that, that that did the new record on the high jump, and I can't remember what it was. It was something crazy, eight feet or something. Can you imagine being able to do a high jump, eight feet tall? You know, well, this is a high bar that God sets, but, but it's a good bar. And it's a simple bar. You know what love is? Love is two things love is patient, love is kind. If I'm patient and kind to my wife Colleen, I'm loving her. If I'm patient and I'm kind to my kids, I'm loving them. You get that? Patient and kind. How many times, ever since then, how many times have have I gone to my knees before the Lord and said, "God, forgive me, because I'm really not loving calling right now, because I'm not patient." You know, you could, you could say a lot of things about what love is. Well, love is love. this and, and your love language and my love language is, is particular things. I'm, I'm aware of all that, but, but the reality is for all of us, love is patient and love is kind. And I want, I want you as a dad and I want me as a dad to make a fresh commitment to our, to our family, to our extended family. Hey, you may be here divorced and you may be. No longer with your real family, your your wife. You you may not be with your wife anymore or your husband anymore. Maybe that's the reality of your life experience. But you can still express love. You can be patient and kind. Even in the context of very negative circumstances, God can help you to be patient and kind. And, 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 And Paul had this kind of relationship with Timothy. Now, we don't see that so much with his relationship with Barnabas. <laughs> We're kind of tough on Barnabas, you know. But 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 I think he learned some lessons through the process of, of some of that experience. And, 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 and here we see him with Timothy being patient and kind, and we see it in a number of different contexts, and I'm not going to really share about that this morning, but, but it's important. Now, now, I want you to know in verse 5, uh, Paul focuses not on... Timothy's wisdom or gifts or accomplishments, but he focuses on his, on his sincere faith. Faith that was without hypocrisy. And isn't that our goal huh? with our kids and with people that we are connected to that, 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 that Una, your, your boys would, would, would grow up with a, with a faith that had no hypocrisy in It, it was just a, a genuine, simple, constant, basic faith that's what we want for our kids you know and that's that's what's, what's most important and 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 Paul goes through this process of saying concerning Timothy that he was impacted by a godly mom and and, and grandmother now he doesn't say anything about the dad we don't know anything about that but we do know as, as we've already said that Paul was was a father figure in his life and I want to say he, three things about about uh, about how children experience sincere faith. They they experience sincere faith, first of all, by example. The reality is, is some of us are living so lo- loud they can't hear a word we're saying. Did you hear me? We're living so loud that they can't hear a word we're saying. You know, you can talk all you want about how to live, but if they don't see it in your life, it loses all its power. So Jesus, what does he do? In John chapter 13, what does he do? He washes the disciples' feet. And then he says to his disciples, I want you to do as I'm doing. Now, let me ask you, dad, mom, whoever, do you want your kids to live like you're living? Okay? Because the reality is, they're going to follow example, more they're going to, more than they're gonna follow your teaching. Now teaching is important, and that's really the second point is the issue of instruction. And 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 Deuteronomy chapter eleven. And I'm I'm running through this fast this morning because you know, I know you've got Father's Day lunch and all that coming up here. So um uh Deuteronomy 11, verse 18. You shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, uh, and, and, and 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 they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you are sitting in your house, when you are walking by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of the Lord uh, your God. Swear to your fathers. Okay, so 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 he, he's basically saying teaching is a part of being a dad. But it's not simply teaching, okay, sit down, we're gonna have family devotions. It's, it's sometimes how many know that's the driest time in a kid's life is family devotions sometimes. You know. Alright. But 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 Paul is talking here, I excuse me, Moses is talking here about about you teach as you're walking on the way. You you teach when you get up and when you lay down. You, you, you teach here and you teach there. A little bit here, a little bit there. All right? But you recognize the responsibility of training your children in the scriptures is not the church's responsibility. This is not Pastor Rob's responsibility to teach your kids. It's yours as parents. God holds you responsible to treat... To train them in the way of God, by example, first of all, but also by instruction. And then the set, the, the last one on this is is the issue of, of influence. There's example and, and influence are kind of connected. And and in um, in uh, Second Chronicles chapter chapter twenty four we see um uh, we see um. Joash becoming king. And it says, And Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all the, all the days of Jehoiada the priest. And he also didn't have a dad. His dad had been killed. And, 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 and so Jehoiada the priest actually became like a father figure in, in Joash's life. And all the days of, of, of Jehoiada, Joash remained true to God because of the influence of a godly man. You know? And I, I don't care who you are. Man, woman, young person, we all can have godly influence in somebody else's life. Now, Joash didn't, didn't continue following that example after Joash died. Unfortunately, he began to listen to other voices, which is a tragedy. And so he was influenced again by the people. But, but the fact is, is that there is the power of influence. Now, Paul in this portion says, um, says to Timothy, don't neglect the gift which was given to you now R- romans 12 makes clear that we're all gifted we we all have gifts god has given to each one of us a gift so we are all gifted and 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 but paul reveals here that some gifts are imparted and i i'm going to wrap this up with this this morning some gifts are imparted and and, and i want you to understand here he, he says two things about gifting in First Timothy and Second Timothy. In First Timothy, first of all, he says to Timothy, "Don't neglect the gift that was given to you by the laying on of my hands. Don't neglect the gift that was given to you by the laying on of my hands." When was the last time you as dad laid hands on your kids? Not in anger? Not in discipline even, but in blessing them. I remember, you know, it was some years ago now, but my kids were all raised and they, we happened to have them all at home at one point, And I felt impressed to, to pray over their, them the blessing of Moses from Numbers chapter 6. And, and, and so I went to all my kids and I put my hand on, on each of them and I, I prayed for them that, that God would bless them and keep them and make his face shine upon them and give them peace. And after after that was done, my youngest son, um, who's my out-of-the-box kid, he's always, my wife says he's got wings bigger than his body and and he's always kind of been that way, you know. But he he looked at me with tears in his eyes. He said, Dad, that was one of the most profound things you've ever done for me. Put your hands up, Bless her. One of the best things you can do is put your hands on your kids and bless them. Husbands, one of the best things you can do is put your hands on your wife and bless her. When was the last time you did that? You know, for many of us, you think, man, I don't know if I've ever done that. But the fact is, and I've, I've been, done this with couples in, in, in leadership meetings and, and couples retreats, you know, had, had, had husbands kneel down and have their wives lay their hand on their husband's head and pray blessing on their husband. Have the, have the husband embrace the wife and, and pray blessing upon his wife. You know, there's something powerful about the whole issue of the laying on of hands. And sometimes we relegate it only to the church. Huh? This is not just for the church. This is for the whole. You know. And so, and so, as 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 dads lay hands on sons and daughters, something powerful happens. And Paul says, "Don't don't neglect the gift that you receive." See, there's something that can be imparted to the lives of your children. By the laying on of your hands, powerful. Later on, he says, Second Timothy one." He says, "Fan into flame the gift." In other words, he had he had observed it. I, I appreciate the sensitivity of Paul here. He's not accusing him. He's not he's not uh, he's not being angry at him. He's saying he's saying, "Timothy, I've recognized the gift of God that is in you has kind of dwindled." Actually, the root word is to resurrect. Fan in the flame is, the, is, 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 is coals that are almost ready to die. You bring them back to life. That's what it means. And, and uh, we as parents need to be aware of our own children and the gift of God that is in them. And be aware is is the gift is the gift something that that's in them being neglected or is this gift something that that is that 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 is dying out in their life you saw it once but now now it's no longer as evident as it used to be it's your place to be encouraging now now enter into the gift that God has for you. don't be satisfied with staying where you're at so That's calling and that's gifting. And we're going to do something. I I know Pastor Rob wants to come up and take an offering for our ministry. I (laughs) really appreciate that. But after that, we're we're going to do something this morning. For every man and young man that's here, that's willing, I just, I I felt like the Lord told me to do this. I, I didn't really want to do this, but I really felt like the Lord told me to do this. I want to I I lay hands on you today. I want to anoint you with oil today and lay hands on you and pray the blessing of Moses over you. Some of you have never been blessed as a man. Nobody's ever blessed you. Nobody's ever laid hands on you and, and say, may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. It's never happened in your life. Or maybe it has. But I, I I feel this morning that I want to give opportunity for every every man, every young man. I don't care if you're 10 or if you're 80. We want to pray for you. Not that I have, not that there's any special power in Ogren's hands. <laughs> there's no power here that's unusual or anything else. It's just simply a matter of being being an instrument by which you will experience in a new and a fresh way the blessing of God. So so, we'll come back in just a minute. And, 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 and as we close, um, I just want to pray for any guy that wants to be prayed for this morning. All right? Bless you.